Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Welcome to season two of the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey, and today we're talking about equine energy meridians, right? So unless this is your first journey into energy work, you've likely heard of meridians before. And today we're going to talk about what are they? We're going to talk about an easy way to assess them. We're going to talk about why they might become unbalanced. Um, And then I'm going to give you one solution on how to rebalance those meridians that you find on your horses that are out of balance. As always, if you find this episode would help someone that you know, or you'd like to share it out into your community, please do so. Take a screenshot, share it out, and tag me uh, on Instagram at Equine Energy Medicine. Um, that's my Instagram handle. We do our best to keep that updated. Um, okay, so what the heck are energetic meridians? So in short, they monitor the energy balance in your horse's body and your human body, but we won't dive too far into that, um, minute to minute. And they offer a key for deciphering the energetic language of disease. Meridians are energetic pathways that are in, like I said, both your horse and human (laughs) etheric energy bodies. And they sit with and they sit within the physical body, okay? So you can think of them like um, energy superhighways, right? They transport energy in and around your body where it might be required. Um, and unlike other energy bodies like chakras and auras and all of those things, meridians tend um, not to move, right? They don't operate outside of the physical body. Um, physically, if you look at where the energetic meridians are for your horse and you overlay that on the circulatory system, the endocrine system, the lymphatic system, or the nervous system, you'll notice that the meridians um, overlay or correlate with organs, circulatory or blood carrying vessels, um, endocrine vessels, so things that carry hormones and produce hormones and immune cells, lymphatic system, and um, basically where the big nerve system, nervous system clusters are on the horse. So like other energy bodies, right, meridians, they can become imbalanced, right? They can become imbalanced from energetic reasons, purely energetic reasons, from emotional reasons, from structural issues. um, And these things lead to blockages, right? One analogy that I find particularly helpful helpful is to think of meridians like rivers, okay? Um, because it can sometimes be hard to wrap our mind around the non-physical aspect of meridians inside of a physical body. Um, so if you think of it like a river, small tributaries meet up and flow into bigger, more significant streams or rivers, right? Which then may turn and flow into big rivers. These rivers crisscross all across the world, right? Um, And they carry lots of things with them, including life-giving water. And water in this analogy is energy. So um, every once in a while, there might be a restriction in the river and it causes the water to dam up or build up behind it. And this causes excess water to build up behind the blockage While in front of the blockage, there's very little water because of the barrier, right? Same thing energetically. Meridians um, can have a blockage or 
or an imbalance, or they have a blockage that causes an imbalance. And depending on where that blockage may be, you might find either a buildup of energy or a depletion of energy. Depending on where in the body this happens, it can result in different symptoms and different physical issues for your horse. So let's talk about how to assess them. And I'm going to give you guys uh, three ways to assess them. There's lots of different ways, some of which we've already touched on. So it'll be easy for you to go back and review prior episodes so that um, so that you can really put this into practice on your horses. So way number one, okay, way number one is emotion codes, right? We talked about that in episode 010, episode 10. So if you go back and look at that emotion code chart, you'll notice that there are areas of the body that particular emotions correlate to, right? And so um, anger, for example, correlates with the liver, Okay, well, there are also meridians generally given the same name that correlate with that area of the body. So whenever you find and release a trapped emotion, I recommend going and looking up these meridians in an equine acupressure book. And then you can see what other issues might be silently nagging your horse, either physically or energetically, that are also related to these trapped emotions. Now, in the human world, we have lots of studies that show how trapped emotions affect our fight, flight, and freeze response, particularly our freeze response is where trapped emotions come from, um, or what trapped emotions lead to. And just like we do for nutrition and drugs and anything else, we can extrapolate those results to a horse as well. And so it is although there aren't dedicated equine studies to this, it is um, a very good logical hypothesis that horses experience the same traumatic trapped emotions. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've worked with horses to release those, right? So when you are finding and releasing a trapped emotion, like we talked about on episode 010, and I'll put all these links on the show notes page at equineenergymed.com. Um, you can go down to the blog section and all everything I talk about here, I'll put all the resources there, even though it'll probably be a little bit before the transcripts are ready. Um, but whenever you find and release a trapped emotion, I recommend looking up those meridians in an equine acupressure book to see what else could be nagging your horse physically or energetically that is related to that. Now the book, I'll have that linked on the show notes page that I like, is um, called Equine Acupressure, A Working Manual. It's by Nancy Zadonis, Amy Snow, and Marie Soderberg, okay? Um, There are other books out there. This isn't the only one. This is just the one that I use the most, okay? So if you're digging more into this emotion code stuff, because this is a relatively easy way to find these trapped emotions, that relate to these uh, energy meridian imbalances. Think of things like anger, right? Anger is usually associated with the liver. Lots of those anger emotions that aren't necessarily anger exactly also related to the, to the liver. Um, Grief is also uh, is often related to the lungs. Um, uh, Kidneys, especially in humans are often related to um, fear back pain and kidneys often linked to fear. So in horses, it's the same, but it shows up a little bit differently, right? Fear shows up, for example, uh, as tenderness in the psoas muscle, right? That diamond shaped muscle. Um, It can also show up as tenderness in the kidney area. 
It can show up as that little roach back, right? If you've seen that on a horse. Um, But horses, in some ways humans are too, but horses are what they call master compensators. Meaning if soreness develops in one location, they compensate for it with subtle shifts and subtle changes in how that area of the body is moved, how they land, and also by redistributing their weight. So fear showing up as back pain often is compensated by uh, is compensated with or compensated for with hawk issues. Okay, so if you have fear that shows up on the kidney meridian, and your horse also has hawk issues, you've just made you've just connected all the dots, right? Or your horse requires hawk maintenance with injections, which if they do, please listen to episode 011. And we'll talk more about nutrition for arthritis and lameness coming up in, a, in future episodes this season. But you can see how all three of those things become linked together. Okay, so emotion code is way number one. Way number two involves what is called the ting points, T-I-N-G. Ting points are located on the coronary band of the horse's front and hind legs. There is one ting point for each meridian, and you can use these points to discover imbalances in Uh, energy meridians in your horse and also for um, balancing that energetic meridian. If you head over to the show notes at equineenergymed.com, I actually have a diagram of the ting points so you can see where they are. Um, But if you are using ting points to determine the meridian imbalances in your horse, then what you do is you start off by closely examining the balance and symmetry of your horse's feet on the ground. Okay, notice any imbalances. Those imbalances are going to transfer, they're going to be compensated for by other things in your horse. Okay, so if, if their front left is imbalanced, then their back right likely is also imbalanced. Okay. Um, so The second thing you're going to do is palpate. You're going to get down there and palpate. Watch for kicking, right? Make sure sure this is a horse that trusts you and you trust them. Um, And you're going to palpate that coronary band for what they are is calcifications, but they feel like knots or little rocks. Um, These calcifications correspond with meridians on the ting point chart, and they can point to additional imbalances. They definitely point to a meridian imbalance, but they can also point to uh, different imbalances as well. So definitely check out that the chart on the show notes page at equineenergymed.com and um, palpate for those calcifications. Now, calcifications happen on the physical level, on the energetic level, it's an energetic block, right? On the physical level, there's some sort of energetic block in that coronary band that um, the body sends heat to, and then calcium to, to lock it down, right? Um, and then we end up with a block on that energetic meridian. Now, way number three, you're going to look back to episode 009, uh, muscle testing your horse. And the simple thing you're going to do here is ask what meridians are out on your horse using muscle testing. Um, there are particular merid- meridians that are out in the front and particular that are in the front of the horse. And there are particular meridians that are in the back or the hind of the horse. So what I do is simply ask if there are meridians out in the front, yes or no. And then I'll go through and I'll say heart, lung, triple heater, pericardium, large intestine, small intestine, just checking in yes or no for each of those, right? And then the same thing 
Are there any meridians out in the hind, liver, kidney, bladder, spleen, stomach, or gallbladder? And same thing, yes or no. And then I go to that handy dandy equine acupressure book, because no matter how long you've been doing it, it's almost impossible to memorize all the correspondences, right? And why would you fill up your brain space when you can look it up. So usually I make a note and I either have the owner uh, look it up, or if the owner doesn't have a way to look it up, then I might send a report later um, for in-person reports. I always send this with uh, virtual consultations. And I might send a report later that um, has information on what meridians are out of balance and what other imbalances that corresponds to based on virtually the pictures that they see or in person, my in-person assessment. Now, given those three ways, you're probably wondering, okay, Audrey, that's great. Now I know how to find them. You've given me three ways to find them. What the heck do I do? There are lots and lots of different ways to clear, to rebalance, to energetically heal a meridian pathway. I'm just going to focus on one for you today. I feel like this one's the easiest. Again, I've got a chart of all the meridians and the direction of their flow on the show notes page at equineenergymed.com. Definitely check that out so you know how to do this step, okay? Once you determine your meridian, if it's, say, your kidney meridian, since that's what we've been talking about, you're going to find the kidney meridian on the equine meridian diagram, okay? Then you're going to look at your horse and you're going to determine where that starts and stops. First thing I want you to do is rub your hands together really, really hard and then shake them off. All we're doing there is waking up the energy sitters, the noddies, N-A-D-I is what they're called, on your hands. And this is basically turning your hands into magnets, for lack of a better term. So you're going to use the palm of either your left hand or both hands to trace the meridian in the opposite direction of the flow shown on the diagram. So if the meridian, well, let's just say the kidney meridian in this case, the kidney meridian starts at the coronary band on the hind leg at the point between the heel and the bulbs. This is known as K1, okay? Uh, And then it travels up the inside of the hind leg to the hock, and then it circles back in a clockwise direction, flowing up the inside of the leg to the groin area across the the ventral abdomen, um, just about two to three inches off the midline through the chest where it ends at K27. Okay, so you're going to trace that in the opposite direction. So you're going to start at K27 on the chest and trace it all the way back and down to the coronary band on the hind leg. You'll do that just one time. And as you're passing your hands over that meridian from end to beginning, remember we're starting at the chest and going to the foot, you visualize your hands as a magnet, pulling out stagnant energies out of that meridian. Now you don't have to do that, um, but I'm a big fan of layering the energetic frequencies to maximize results. Now, Um, As you're doing this, you're also inhaling, right? So you're inhaling from the chest all the way back down to the hind foot, and then exhale and shake those energies off your hand, okay? And then you're going to trace the meridian in its normal direction. So from that hind foot back up to the chest on both sides of the horse um, three times. So one time you're going to go backwards on each side of the horse, and then three times you're going to go forwards on each side of the horse, And that is how you rebalance that meridian. Now, it's good to do general maintenance 
on meridians like this, but um, flushing this meridian, it shouldn't take multiple times to do. Sometimes the, the problem comes back and it's usually related to um, an, a, a secondary issue in another meridian uh, or a secondary physical or energetic issue happening, um, but flushing that meridian one time should take care of it. Now, if it's a recurring problem, you might need to look deeper in all sorts of things, okay? But I think that covers it for this episode on energetic meridians, how to assess them, and I've given you one way to flush them and put them back into balance. As always, I love hearing from you. Feel free to reach out using the contact form on Equine Energy Med. You can uh, reach out to me on Instagram at Equine Energy Medicine. And you can also jump on the mailing list. Um, we've got some workshops and clinics that we might be planning, uh, hopefully for t- for spring and fall of 2022. But we'll, we'll see. But make sure you get on that list um, in case you want to be notified about that. And then I'll put all the diagrams and all the lists and even the six steps to flushing the meridian on the show notes page at equineenergymed.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.